everyone, and welcome to the Theology of Plain Men podcast, or TPM as we affectionately call it. We are just a group of average Joes who love talking about theology and bringing uh, the gospel, doctrine, God into all of daily life, uh, critical or critical thinking and current events. Um, Andre wanted me to ad lib this beginning <laughs> section. <laughs> Maybe we do need and, to put a thing on the wall that says what to say. <laughs> Oh, Ooh, okay. Um, it's okay. It's 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 one of those things where you asked me. I said, "Hey, our listeners, this is like V four of TPM. We're getting better and better, and and we continuously try to learn and get better. And one of the things we've noticed is to tell people what we're at about at the beginning of every episode. And Andre had this great idea that let's just ad lib it, and that way everyone says it a little different." And it's good, it's raw, it's fresh, it's going to engage with our listeners well. And I just completely bombed it. <laughs> so this is the TPM it was, podcast, It was everyone. raw, uh, yeah, <laughs> to and, use one of the adjectives <laughs> you had there. <laughs> this is, yeah, yeah, okay. No, it's okay. Restart. Uh, this is Michael Francis behind the board. Sorry, I don't think I've introduced myself by this point. And I'm with the one and only Andre Nelson. Yep. Uh, we'll get it going. Andre, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Uh, not up to terribly much. Although I did go ice skating recently, which I hadn't done in quite a long time. Okay, not your first time. Not my <laughs> first time. As we a are in Minnesota. Yeah, I uh, am required to do that. Also, as the son of a figure skating coach, um, not allowed to not have done that. But it had been a couple of years, and um, you would think that I'm better based on the fact that I have skating heritage. But how many falls? I'm holding it up fingers, everyone. Tell me yeah. to stop. You can stop already. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> we only fell like two or three times. All right. All right. Um, yeah. It's kind of like riding a bike. It's one of those things, you know, you're like, I you're agree, doing it for a little bit and you're like, oh, never mind. This is fine. I was very skeptical at first. Um, but it's such a fun thing to do. I would do it more. I would do it way more. Yeah. I don't know why, why does it take me two years to go skating again? That was fun. Did, did you go on an indoor rink or outdoor? It was outdoor. Yeah, that's something that I, I'm a I'm a big park guy, just city park guy, and Swing one sets, <laughs> love them, <laughs> slides. Uh, I don't slides. know everything. <laughs> anyway, um, one of the things my wife and I will do is just go to the city skating rinks because most of them have the hockey rink where people are playing. But then if we're together, we just skate alongside that on the usually large portion of ice, the free skate area that connects the hockey rink to the warming house. And it's one of those just great, you know, weekend, weekday, weeknight activities to do in the winter if you're in Minnesota. So highly recommend that. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, Michael, what are we talking about today? Today isn't really a theology day, is it? No. So we're... So I guess what is this podcast called <laughs> when we don't do the first letter? As our... <laughs> we're just plain men. I guess this is it, just plain and, Manning. And Peyton Manning. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> that oh man. Our listeners don't know this, but Andre is not the sports guy no, <laughs> on no. TPM. Not the sports and that was real of this podcast. Um so we're we're obviously, as most of our listeners know, coming pre-recorded to you, and we're gonna, you know, mostly base this latest version of TPM off of series and have those be our cornerstones, right? Where we go through a series, we just wrapped up one titled, you know, topics we take for granted. And those are going to be more of the teaching, the theology, and then occasionally we'll have filler episodes on current events that are going on. Um, or what this one is, is more of a fun episode. 
and talking about something that, you know, Andre and I are love or have done a lot of. And in this case, it's, it's a love hate relationship for me, but it, it is a done a lot of, um, and we're going to talk about global travel and, uh, uh, being international. And I've got, I've got a list of questions. I'm going to a list by a list. I mean, three, and we'll keep it pretty short, but, uh, we're, we're going to work through three questions about, um, the first one's going to be, you know, a fun story of traveling. Uh, the second's going to be what was one story of a scary thing or a near death experience. That's always a fun story to answer. And then the last one is going to be what, what's your one big takeaway from leaving Rosemount, Minnesota and, and traveling uh-huh. the world like a big boy. Uh, that's mm-hmm. where he's from. I'm from Jordan, Minnesota, which is even smaller than Rosemount, Minnesota. Uh, but he's first, an even bigger boy. <laughs> that's well, <laughs> not, no, okay. I'm, I'm short. All right. Uh, <laughs> Andre, what what countries have you been to? Just to give some context before we get into our questions. Yeah, um, mostly Europe. Uh, well, honestly, probably pretty much exclusively Europe. Um, Canada. Uh, Mexico. I, re- I realize Europe is a country. I'm going to elaborate. I've never been to Mexico. Ooh, isn't that? I, I have. I have the Mexico Canada, but I'm like most Americans have been to Mexico and yeah. Canada. At least, yeah, but. I've been to like a lot of European countries and then never been to Mexico. So <laughs> um, have to get might down have there to make it a spring break trip soon. Yep. But all right. No, I've done England, France, um, uh, Italy, Germany, Greece. Um, prob- uh, the Netherlands and uh, what's Brussels in Belgium? <laughs> that was bad. Uh, uh yeah, filthy American. I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> and my next international, I'm gonna. Th- this is a bonus question for you. I'm gonna give you a bonus question for you to answer too. Uh, second bonus question. My next destination on the top of the list internationally is uh, Morocco. Morocco, yeah. Casablanca, yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, yeah. That 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 will be. We'll tie that up with what's our future travel plans. Obviously, we're still in the COVID pandemic, and international travel, I think, is going to look different. Uh, how different? We'll find out, and we can talk about bucket list at the end. Um, well, that's good because I, I know you'd been around Europe a ton. I, I haven't been around Europe as much, and most of mine is Asia. So we'll have a good balance here. I've been to the Mexico and Canada. Um, and in Europe, I've been to France. I've been there for, I was there for about 10, 14 days. Um, and then in, in the other half of the world, I've been to India, China, Thailand, Singapore, and Australia. Um, so we'll have a, a diverse perspective here. Um, which which is going to be great. So let's let's go to our first question. Um, Andre, do you have a fun story or a or a wow moment from any one of those trips in particular? Yes. So there's probably a lot, but yeah, there uh, there there are a lot. You can share you can share two. No, I'll just share one. Or I'll share, just share one. one. All right. In the interest of time, I'll just share one. Um, so the f- second time I was in France, uh, the second time I was in Paris, I had brought, I was there for, uh, is it, was it like eight weeks? I think it was six or eight weeks. 
um, on a kind of a trip with a bunch of other college students. Um, we were getting to know French college students and talking about faith and life. Um, it was it was a really really cool really really cool summer. But I brought my art art supplies. I don't like saying art supplies. It sounds very childish. But I brought my things Your to coloring books. Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> sorry, little, sorry. Yeah. That I mean, that's mean. what it feels like. No, oh, I brought my freaking professional art watercolors. <laughs> art watercolors. Andre is really a very it. good artist. For anyone out there listening, very good. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but deflected. Yeah, another one of another our episodes. Deflection. Another ding, deflection. Ding, Humble yeah. guy over here. Yeah. He's he's an incredible artist. <laughs> My dad so, always said, "Let others praise you, not yourself." I'm praising you. There you go. All right, back to your story. So I so you know Paris is this kind of cultural capital of the world, and um, I I couldn't pass up the opportunity to to do some what's called plein air painting uh, in Paris. And plein air painting is basically where you are just on location, kind of outdoors in the elements. Um, painting what is before you. So I took my my little portable easel and the watercolors and everything, and uh, I plopped down on the Champs Elysees, which is the, the great big road, um, uh, fancy name for a great big road in Paris uh, that links up to the Arc de Triomphe, which is the um, kind of blocky arch that you've probably seen. Anyway, famous road for the first time. They were doing this program in the summer where on the first Sunday of the month, they would close down the majority of the Champs-Élysées to traffic, and they would open the whole thing up to foot traffic. And so you could just walk around. Um, it was very cool. So I set up in basically the middle of the street, uh, a nice distance away from one of these classic corner cafes with the big red awnings, and it, you know, it's, on the, it's on the corner, and it's got the beautiful kind of Parisian French architecture of the you know, exactly six-story apartment building and um and i got to sit there and paint and so i painted and and one of this like uh french police officer was kind of patrolling around so when i was starting he came he kind of sauntered over and was talking to me a little bit and a little bit in french and and a little bit in english and you know you you could tell he was kind of guarded he was kind of like okay whatever we'll see what this guy is about and then like you know it took a couple hours but he came back in the end and he said something like Oh, you are a real uh, artist, uh, you know, in a very French way, and and he seemed kind of impressed, and and so I, I took that as uh, as all the all the praise I could ever possibly want uh, painting in Paris, and I got, had him sign the the back of my painting, which was really cool. <laughs> Folks, it just backfired on him. He deflected my compliment, and then <laughs> yeah, the story just, was about a yeah. Frenchman who complimented yeah, him on yeah. his art. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah, as far as for me, a fun story, I'll do it. I'll do it a fun one. It was fun for me looking back in the moment. It wasn't terribly fun. Um, one thing, and this is not uncommon when people go to new cultures, is eat the food that's there. And another aspect of my travel has been a lot of it's been for work, uh, for international travel, which has been unique because it's not for just, you know, tourism stuff. So I'm not experiencing as much of the culture in that aspect, but I do get a ton of the culture because I'm there with, I'm rubbing shoulders with way more local people because of all my local coworkers who work there and bring me around to sites and were with me during customer visits and things like that. And in China, um, probably the, probably the place where I was just nervous the whole time I was there uh, just because of the so many guards, so many cameras. I was in Shanghai and it was, it was crazy. It just says 
um, <laughs> a very, very few white person there. And it was, it was good for me to be there as part of the minority culture. I was in Shanghai on, on one of the tourist places and this is a side note, but I had my picture taken with me as in people called me over to take a picture with me three times in one night. And it was because I was the only white person around. You, it turns out you were the, the attraction. <laughs> it so was, they they yeah. were there to see. It wasn't, it wasn't the uh, colonial era of Shanghai called the Bund. But yeah, I was also very tall, which was a very unique experience for me because I'm five foot nine. Um, I'm so glad you got to have that. Yeah, Just it was. Thank you. Thank even you. if only briefly. Yep, yep. Yeah, it, it was very brief. Um, anyway, I was in China. The fun story is this. And um, we, I'm there with uh, about seven other Chinese guys. And we were at a restaurant. And I'm the only American. And they start ordering a bunch of food. And I just got to eat it. Right? And... Um, all of a sudden the food starts coming out and in China, the way you eat, at least for casual meals and for other meals is all the foods put at the center on a spinning table. And then you just take off what you want from that spinning table and you eat it. So they're putting all these common dishes in the center of the table and you take it off and you eat it. So I, I had a lot of weird stuff at that meal in particular. And, um, the guy next to me was the senior, like he was the boss of everyone else and he was kind of the VP of, or the director of the group. I don't know what his level was, but he goes around and, and we're all eating and I had jellyfish and some, you know, all different types of tofu and it was all okay. Jellyfish is kind of weird. And then this next dish comes out and they just keep bringing food after food after food. And, uh, this dish gets put right in front of that boss and it is fried pigeon head. Mm. And, <laughs> He takes it one and just starts gnawing at the thing, and oh you just gosh. take the cartilage off, and it, it spins to me. And I'm not kidding; all of their heads just pivot. <laughs> right it's like to out me. of a movie. <laughs> like, hey, it's your turn, and I pick one up, and I look at it. And I go, and Andre, the thought through my head is either I can pull the oh no that's that's too much card or just suck it down like yep. the young american i was yep. and i sucked that thing down and, and none of the other guys ate a piece of it what? it was totally a dupe of me oh to see if i would eat the pigeon head and it was just you could see the eyes still <gasps> in the beak and you're just eating the skin around the neck and i'm like Oh my God. Was I supposed to eat this? And just the guy next to me, there was all a trick they were playing on me to get one guy to eat it. And then me. Amazing. (laughs) And yeah, so I ate this pigeon head and I'm like, what is it in my stomach right now? That's hilarious. But that's probably the funniest story of of ever eating food. That's super funny. Um, Next one for you. Other side. What's one scary moment that you had? It can be a near death experience or it could be something where you were nervous, but you were actually not in that much danger. Um, do any stories come to mind in particular? I'm wondering, no, not at all. I'm wondering how many people you think have had a near-death experience. That like, do you think is the likelihood good enough that you can just randomly ask me that? And well, there's a chance. I, I don't know. People, that I've got a good ha, one. have you ever gotten nervous? Well, I, yes, traveling? I've gotten nervous. All right, <laughs> okay, let's let's do that. Well, I'm just I, no, I'm, I, no, think, I haven't think, answered your question. It's just very funny that you seem to be looking for near death experience. Well, it's just it's the fun one, man. Come on, <laughs> come on. Um, no, I. So I traveled with my grandmother. Uh, oh boy, when I was 15, 14 or fifteen, 
and uh, we she she's from England, and so uh, we went to England for about a month, and and kind of traveled around and saw a bunch of places, got to see where she grew up, and met a lot of family. Um, but uh, when we were entering the country, uh, we didn't have like a note from my parents that said she could take me along or travel with me or whatever, be my guardian or I don't know what it was. And they nearly didn't let us in the country. The border patrol person in London, uh, you know, just like asked like it was the most basic question in the world. Like, okay, where's the letter from his parents? And she's like, what? <laughs> and uh, he's like, I'm not supposed to let you in the country right now. And, and, and this is 2010. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone. She had a cell phone, like a flip phone, but it wasn't like, like now if that happened, I could just like email my mom or whatever. Like if I was taking like a sibling or something, and I think in a situation like that, I would need that. I could email my mom. She could email me back this thing. I could show the guy. It would be over in 10 minutes. You know, it'd be an inconvenience, but it'd be over in 10 minutes. Whereas we were like, if this, if this guy doesn't let us, let me into the United Kingdom, we're getting back on a plane. Yep. You know, and so that was that was tense. I will say that was pretty tense and I will not forget kind of just like the yeah, the fear and the nervousness that that wasn't going to go right. That all this build up Abducted all this lead up. in England. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that would be that sure would be nerve-wracking. And I guess I I didn't know where um where your countries you'd been to were and then most of them sure. were western europe so yeah pretty pretty tame. R- relatively tame <laughs> um and i don't I, the, the reason i ask this question is i think some people who, who maybe haven't traveled as much have this fear of global travel and yeah there's culture shock and yeah you know some places don't love tourists as much but you know one thing i've learned is is be humble and be just a human and people respond to that really well, no matter what culture you're in. So I'm trying to take fear away from people is ideally the goal of this. Um, and in all of my travels in Asia, I've seen a lot of things. And the third question will kind of go to this. But uh, one, one, I'll call it near death because I was probably closer to dying than I thought. And um, this trip had a lot of stressors to it. At one point, I thought I was illegally entering Australia, but it was it was an intense trip. Um, but the story is this, I left Minneapolis, Minnesota at 5 PM on a Saturday and I landed in London at 7 AM the next day due to time zones. And then I flew from London to Mumbai and I landed in Mumbai about midnight Mumbai time. And I had to get a ride to my hotel room. So this is Sunday midnight, if you're still with me. And then the next morning I had to be at a sales office training people at 8 a.m. after traveling halfway around the world in 16 hours or whatever it was in the time zone. I jumped uh, 11 and a half time zones, I think. And because India's half time zones, fun fact. Anyway, um, I get to my hotel in Mumbai and I am jet lagged, stressed, tons of dogs out in the street barking right outside my hotel room. And I was on like the first or second level. So I was right next to the, the street and dogs barking. It's 1am there. And I'm just so tired, but I can't sleep because you're jet lagged and all just because it was 1130am back home. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I'm going around and I'm getting ready to, uh, to go to bed and then I, I fall asleep and then I wake up suddenly and I don't know where I am 
and I have one of those no idea where I am, what's going on moments. And I go to turn on the lamp that's right above me and I hit the lampshade and it just falls right off. Oh my God. And I stick my hand, my hand fell into the socket of the lamp and I shocked myself awake uh-huh. and off the bed. Um, oh my goodness. Pretty bad. And I'm alone in a hotel room in yeah. India. So I, I'm super dazed and I don't know to this day if I was actually a kind of injured or if it was just all the jet lag I was going through, but it was fuzzy for about the next 15 minutes. And I'm just sitting on my bed with this lampshade, no light <laughs> except I was going through yeah. my window thinking, <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> what did I get myself into? Yeah. Um, so that was probably the craziest story as far as, um, you know, there's, yeah, other other times where I was stressed or nervous, but that was one where it was like a unique thing in another culture where I was like, oh boy, totally. And you're in an this environment is, where you don't know how to deal with the well. There's the, the light switches that. are different, yeah, and yeah. the water's different, yeah. and right. yeah, and that's that's something something uh, that was pretty funny, pretty unique, but uh, definitely don't want to relive that moment because yeah. I think if I had left my finger in there or if it was a, a higher voltage i could have been real messed up um yeah okay and now the third and final question all this global travel what's your biggest takeaway what's your biggest lessons learned from leaving the u.s and, and and taking in all these other cultures for me it's that it's totally worth it that the experience of seeing a new culture, eating new food, hearing a new language spoken, being in a place where you don't speak the language. So I speak some French, and so I've spent a lot of time in France, and so a lot of my international travel has been in France, and so it's like, oh, I still kind of speak the language. Well, I went to Greece a couple of years ago, and I don't speak Greek. <laughs> it's it's Greek to me, if you will. <laughs> Again, yeah. Zach Doman, call out for hotkeys. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and so, and it's just, yeah, it's disarming. Um, and I think it's really, it's really a good experience to have. It's really humbling. And, and I, and I would tell people who are considering traveling to different cultures, learn about it before you go and do what you can to not be a tourist. If you can, um, I think that's a really good experience too. Very agreed. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, you can definitely alienate people if you just, uh, <laughs> don't know the culture well enough and offend them. Um, little different spin for my key takeaway um, just uh, kind of bringing it back to the theology part of theology of plain men. Um, one of my trips, I went for fun to Thailand and visited Matt Almquist and he would be the other one I'd want on here. Cause he lived in Thailand for almost a year. Um, went to Thailand and then I went with him to Singapore and we walked around Chiang Mai, Thailand, which is in the North of Thailand. Then we went to Pattaya, which is in the South of Thailand. And in India, I experienced this too. And what you start to see with at least travel around there is you can't drink the water because you're a weak American and the water's dirty and you have to drink out of water bottles. The toilets don't flush. You can't eat vegetables because it's washed with the water and you have to be so careful about what you do and, and don't do. And the cities are not clean and pristine. The si- There is no sidewalks or they're covered in stuff. The traffic's crazy. Everything's dirty. And um, all those things taught me one, I observed the people then, and the people were joyful, friendlier, and more deep than most Americans that I've met. And that made me realize that 
wow, the things we worry about and strive for in America are just sometimes really misguided. Those whole, oh, that's a first world problem jokes kind of irk me now just with like the empathy I've raised from being overseas and these people don't have clean water often. And I can see why those missions are developed and, and I fully support them. And I think the, the key takeaway for me is when my empathy was raised just from a, okay, what actually is a problem in life? Am I going to complain about this or not? <laughs> no, I'm not. And then two, my humility was raised because I saw the breath in the reach of God's hand as I, you know, went to church in, or yeah, I went to church in France when I was there, but also uh, talking with other Christians in China and Thailand and seeing the reach of God and how God's hand does not stop at people who are good and perfect in American culture and are, you know, giving a lot of money or are clean and have everything that a middle class American wants. Um, but God's reach is so much farther than that to every tribe, tongue, and nation, to every person of every color. And there's so much diversity and beauty in that. And then that just humbles me as just one guy in the midst of seven billion beautiful souls who all have the spark of the divine within them. And that's just such such a beautiful thing that I've learned to broaden my vision and really love others better. And if anything, from culture to food to all the fun things about global travel, do it. But also to gain those visions of empathy and humility and, and broaden our gaze from, wow, God is moving forward, not just in our little home of America, but farther across the world in many, many different cultures in many different ways. So absolutely recommend global travel to anyone. Definitely, like Andre said, prepare yourself because it is different. And don't try to make it like be like home. I think that's my one big piece of advice is, oh, I don't have this thing here. Too bad. It's like that's part of the culture. Enjoy right. it. So, right. yeah. Any any last thoughts, Andre, as we as no, we wrap this one up? Just uh, bring your own peanut butter to France with you, <laughs> right? <laughs> Wait, why? They don't have that. They don't have peanut they don't butter. Have peanut butter. Do they have like hazelnut spread or something? Well, they have Nutella. Yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> every American loves their Nutella, but. <laughs> Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this uh, this fun podcast, um, everyone. It, it was definitely fun for me to not just talk about theology or another topic, but just chit-chat about stories of traveling across the world. Thanks, Andre, for your time. And uh, ha- Go ahead. No, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, this has been... Uh, the Theology of Playman podcast. I hope this verbal processing was helpful for your edification. Have a great week and great night, everyone. Talk to you later.